Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. I love this time of year. I love Mm -hmm. it. So good. It's a season of goodness. Chris and I are talking about this. I just, for me, Thanksgiving and Christmas, all of it blends into a beautiful time of year. I I agree. I agree. You know, I just the whole thing. Thank you for saying that. I don't like when I'm starting to listen to Christmas music at the beginning of November, the people who are Thanksgiving enthusiasts saying that I'm not honoring Thanksgiving. I disagree. I think the whole kit and caboodle, I am honoring Thanksgiving still. Mm -hmm. I love Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but I just love the whole season. Yeah. And I, to me, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's so good. Thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. And like, I mean, how many good, and someone's going to tell me like, there are Thanksgiving songs. Uh, Mm. But are there like, like three of them? <laughs> Give thanks, but we one, that one is that's year one. round. There yeah. is Ben Rector. Yes, shout he out has. To him. He came out with a really funny Thanksgiving song. Yes, we love Ben Rector at our house. Have when, you seen his Thanksgiving song? Not, you have to watch it. You have yes. to watch okay. the video of it because yes. it's incredible. Yeah. It's so we good. Love ben Rector. Everyone, okay. go do that okay. after this podcast. Listen to the Ben Rector Thanksgiving song. Watch it. Yeah, watch it on the Sorry. YouTube's. Yeah, go to YouTube. Maybe, maybe Ben will hear this podcast and decide to write a song for us as our <gasps> intro. That would just be amazing. Put it out there. Okay. <laughs> we, we got, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really good about that. I do too. It's going to happen. Well, awesome. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, I think for the podcast, we're, we're going to dance around the sermon titles and the sermon texts, and we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, I guess we should probably say at the beginning, we, we have to already talked about this, so but Advent, what, what Advent means when yeah. you hear the word advent what do, you, what do you think of what words come to mind i actually looked it up so i want to make sure i know what i was talking about that's good but are you asking us yeah, asking you. Oh, yeah sure when i say advent us. what do you guys think of i guess i think of candles mm-hmm. lighting the advent candles i feel like it's a way to prepare right. your yep. heart for yep. christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yep i think of like waiting or longing yep. and yep. expectation yeah for the arrival of you're waiting for the arrival of something or someone right correct yeah mm-hmm. so the 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 titles for the the sermons i think they're pretty they're pretty fun it's be ready be open be less be available and then i love i hope they keep it uh christmas eve is be lit mm. that's some connotations you could get in trouble perhaps <laughs> but i like it so i, like I do being too lit. well yeah be lit or be light it's yeah. the same thing but Hip and cool. It's so the kids a little like, edgy. The kids are like lit. Yeah. yeah, I think they might actually be like, "Oh, what's this sermon about?" Okay, right. I'm in. Yeah, so that's good. I was gonna say too, for people who maybe just listen to our podcast but don't keep up with the sermons upstairs, we do reference the sermons yep. in our church in Third Church often. Yep. So you can look those up. There's another podcast called Third Church Teachings, I believe. That's right. I don't yeah. know. You'll find it. Yep. Um. So yeah, they. It's a great way to keep up with yeah. what we're kind of talking about in here too. A yeah. lot of times, yeah. and we're attempting to bring it down and move it into our households down here. Yeah, yes. attempting. So, right. It's kind of the goal. I had a lot of fun learning around uh, the first. So we're using the lectionary. So we're using certain passages from the church lectionary for this year's. What Advent is a lectionary? Season. Tell us. So, Clay, do you know church stuff? Got church it. Stuff. So, so church, church stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but there's this, there, there's this readings and passages that are used f- every year in different places. There's like a, there's like a thing you can always oh. pull back from. Okay. So, um, and so we're using some, some of those this year, but I have had a ton of fun with this first passage. And so I hope we can have some fun with it. And I think it applies to how we live today. Okay. And it doesn't seem like it at the outset. So I'm just going to read it. 
And uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, right? And this so, is in our church's lectionary. This is a church-wide lectionary. Like, like the, the whole big church. church. Big C oh, Church has okay. a lectionary. Big, big C Church. So here's the passage. It's Matthew 24. 36 to 44. I'm just going to read, okay? So no one knows about that day or hour when Jesus returns, right? Because, you know, Advent, we're waiting for the arrival of. Right. So not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As was, it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For the days before the flood, Noah, the big flood, right? People were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage up to that day before Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. It's not Ready? what I, yeah. yeah so that's I the would first, never that think is, of that as a Christmas. Yeah, so because you know, we're thinking about the, you know, it's the second coming arrival, the arrival of Jesus. Right. But so it, a, a few things. So when I read that passage, mm-hmm. when you think of the people who are taken and those who are left behind, okay, who gets taken and who's left behind? What's your first thought? I mean, I guess I always have always thought until you probably correct me is that the, um, the, the people going to heaven get taken and then those mm-hmm. left behind are the ones like, oop, you better right, right. think about some things and then hopefully you can, I don't know. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't so, understand how the return so is So I've been happen. asking people about this. That's what, I mean, that's what, how have I thought, I thought about historically. I think that's how a lot of people think about it. It depends on like, does it also depend on, we're going to get into a whole different topic, <laughs> like your tribulation, like when you believe yes. like so pre-trib, where all this post-trib. stuff comes from, the Left Behind series, a lot of things is born out of this passage. Out of this passage. Okay. okay. Well, it is very, it can be left up to some interpretation, I feel like. <clears throat> so there, yeah. there's tons of thoughts around them and we're not going to go down all those rabbit shows okay. right now. Okay. We're just going to talk about uh, one thing, who's taken and who's left behind, because I've been struck by this. So that Jesus lists, these are Jesus' words, three groups of people in the passage. Mm-hmm. First is Noah, the people of the flood. Then there's two guys, and there's two ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's take the first one. So Noah and the people in the flood. You think about that initial story, who is taken and who is left behind? Noah is left behind. Noah is left behind. Oh. So then, and Jesus tells some parables. And if you start following his parables about the end times... What happens in his parables is what is good is left and what is not good is taken away. So, so there's a, I've probably said here before, I I think it's just funny every time I hear it. A person said we, when people read the Bible, they read the Bible like it's basic information before leaving earth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's this assumption that the world is bad and there's some bad stuff in the world, Right. right? Right. And we're waiting just to get off. Yeah. And to leave. But when Jesus talks about the end, which we don't know when that is. Yep. So we you can know. spin and it's fun to spin and think about it. But he's like, you don't know. We're not going to know. Just not going to know. But what's interesting to me, and I think about this, we're thinking about Advent, we're waiting on his arrival. What is good remains. That was different for me. So what is good stays mm-hmm. and what is bad is removed. So to me... That means what I do here, 
what, who we become. We've been saying it's upstairs in the Sermon on the Mount series. The character that we form, those things stay. So what we do and how we choose to live as we wait for when him, when, when he comes back, is super important. Yep. I thought of Russell Crowe. You know, we doing what we do in life echoes into eternity. Gladiator. Have I seen Gladiator? I've never seen Opening it. scene. Ah, oh, yeah. Anyways. It's been a while. You're, you're good at remembering movie lines. So, so we're, we're, he is going to come back. But according to the passage, what's good remains. So the things we do here, the people we become here, seems to be very significant. Yeah. As we wait. Which I think if, if we think that we're not trying to just get off of Earth, planet Earth... It might just change how we choose to live on planet Earth and how we treat each other. I mean, how we treat everything. Like, you know, the, the, the world groans in expectation, right? Everything mm-hmm. for God's return, Jesus' return. I think that would change how I treat. I know I'm not an envi- environmentalist, but I think it would change how I treat my environment or yeah. how I use my environment. All right. So. That was mind-bendy for me. That was like, huh. So I heard a Bible professor say that the theology of left behind is a theology that is best left behind. Because you want to be left behind. Hmm. You want to stay. Because the kingdom comes, right? That's how Jesus taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was just, that was fun for me. As we're thinking about, as we're coming this season, where we want, Jesus already came once, he's going to come back a second time. But what do we do in the middle? That changes how I think about what happens in the middle. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yep. What do you think about this so far? Well, I was just thinking, I understand why my brain thinks I will be leaving earth. Because yes. I think of things like store up for yourselves treasure in heaven and... Uh, this world is not my home. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think is in the Bible anywhere, but it, you know, it's a, it's a popular right. Christian song you hear, or, right. yeah. uh, you know, we just always talk about being homesick for heaven. And so I think of it as to like, well, yeah, that's my goal. I want to go to heaven. But then as you've been talking, I'm like, well, no, but we want heaven to come down to earth. Cause my probably human nature, when we're talking about like, Oh, we want to be here on this earth. I'm like, no, I want to go to heaven. But actually what we're longing for is heaven to be brought to earth, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it changes to our perspective on, do you think that there's a chance that Jesus comes back while you're alive? Because for all, for all of us that have lost somebody and if they're believers, well, they're not here on earth anymore. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, because they're in heaven. And so, yeah, it changes. You're like, do I truly believe that Jesus could come back in mm-hmm. my lifetime? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, do yeah. Do do you live with that? With that, knowing that that is totally possible, right? Or not? You know? Or am I just trying to buy my time here till I get out of here? Mm-hmm. We're not trying to bide our time. We're yeah. trying to grow the kingdom while we're here. Yep. Right. What's good is left behind, apparently. And you can you can find those. Jesus got a bunch of parables. It's like Matthew, like thirteen ish. There's uh, uh, ones about feet, uh, wheat and weeds. There's one about fish, and the good are always left, and what's bad mm. is taken away. So, anyways, I thought that was fascinating. 
That's really but then what Jesus does after that is he tells some parables. And this is where I hope it kind of bleeds into uh, how we live right now. So uh, there are three different parables. I just want to talk about one just for a minute here. And you tell me what you think. Um, there's, it's in verses 45 through 51. 25, 45 through 51? Let's see here. Nope. 14 through 30. Yeah. It's about the, um, the parable of the talents. So mm. the, you know, the, the mm. owner leaves and when he leaves, he leaves his three servants with five talents, two talents, and one talent. Mm-hmm. When he comes back, right? The first one has doubled. The second one has doubled. The last one did nothing. Yep. So what was fun for me was learning a little bit about those numbers, five, two, and one. I was, I just assumed they were just numbers for no reason. I listened to a teacher. I think he seems pretty smart. And he was saying, well, in their day, the five would represent the books of the Septuagint, so the law. Mm-hmm. So the five represents a person who knows God, like knows God, knows mm-hmm. God, knows God. Mm-hmm. And they knew, took what they knew and they doubled it. So they grew it. Mm-hmm. Second one are the two. It's the two tablets, Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So you have like a, a one-on-one understanding, right? right? Like, and you took what you knew about who God is and how he wants me to live and you doubled it. So you're growing the kingdom. The last one just had the one and the one would mean they knew there was a God, right? Mm-hmm. And they decided not to, they decided not to take what they knew and grew it. And God was frustrated with that person, right? Cause they didn't take what they had, mm-hmm. they had and, gr- and, and grew it. So the person said, out of this was what you take from it is whatever you have, whatever you've been given, use it to bless the world around you. Whether you know a lot or you know a little, the expectation of God is that you leverage it to grow his kingdom. What you do know, grow it exponentially, make his mm-hmm. kingdom bigger. But that means everyone, the expectation is the same for all of us. Mm-hmm. So here we are in the middle. We're waiting. Jesus came. He's going to come again. We have this interim time here. Do we leverage what he has given us, what we know about him, to grow his kingdom or not? What do you think about that? Yeah, that is, I can honestly say I've never even thought about that that way hmm. at all. Nope. So, wait, so, so, I know, so these are all hypothetical, you know, just, uh, I know we're trying to boil it down here. So with that, if we want to be left behind, what we do here matters. And whatever we have, whatever we know of God, he says, I want you to use that. Mm-hmm. How does that apply to the Christmas season, but also to as we wait for his return. Like as, I wish I had like a practical, like do this. Mm-hmm. Um, me, this does go well. So I, as I was preparing for podcast recording today, um, I just was l- sitting in the lighthouse and listening to the Lord, like, what, what would you have us, um, talk about? And this time of year, I like to be really aware. So ideally (laughs) I know I can get caught up in all the craziness of what can turn into the Christmas season. But when I'm intentional, I want to be caring for my soul really well in this time, because I think Christmas as you're, you know, getting out of your routines, you're spending a lot of time with family. You're um, 
yeah, it's, it's just a different time of year, like my, and so if I'm not careful, um, I can just get caught up and then all of a sudden it's January and I'm like, what just happened? Hmm. And so my hope for this Christmas season is that I can just be present. And so, um, I wrote down in our podcast notes, here's my random reflections. Um, and just wondered how can we be present in the moment, the season, what does it look like to slow down and live our lives not let life live us. Hmm. Um, so I wondered about centering prayers. Uh, Clay, I like how you always encourage us to light a candle. Um, hmm. Just that act of lighting a candle and being in the moment. Um, grab and capture small moments throughout our days. Um, put down our phones. Look our people in the eyes as we talk. Notice the way our children come down the stairs in the morning, all tired eyes and pillow lines on their faces. Um, just be present over perfect. Uh, those are some of my random reflections just um, because that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. If we're believing what Jesus was talking about, that the good gets left behind. Well, these moments are what's the good of life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can... I'm just as guilty as anyone. I get so caught up in what am I getting my husband for Christmas? What do I need to do yet for Christmas? Oh, I didn't get this decoration up. And, and I can get caught up in some of that stuff, trying to make, it's almost like trying to control how everyone experiences Christmas when really I wonder if for 2022, the Lord is asking me just to slow down and um, focus on what, I'm going to leave behind mm -hmm. someday or yeah, I think mm -hmm. those moments could be mm -hmm. something good left behind if I leave this earth before mm -hmm. um, Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. so. What was the line you said about life? Say it again. Um, like let li not let life yeah. live you. Live our lives, not let life live us. Hmm. Well, I just wonder, excuse me, thinking about, you got me thinking, Becky. I love thinking. Uh, no, it's like God gives us these, there's these rhythms. So with the Sabbath rhythm. So every week there's a rhythm to, to reset. So, uh, like what you have in Advent is what could be the busiest time of your year. Mm -hmm. But if you chose in what could be the most difficult time to slow down, to slow down, to be present, to notice, if you can do it when it's the hardest, what will happen the rest of the year? I think you'll, you have done it in crunch time and yeah. you could do it then in like easy time, I guess, you know, or in the, in the first quarter, not in the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. That's really good. Hmm. Cause there are so many fun things and so many good things this time of year. Yeah. Like Christine are talking about like, you know, you have to go watch little kids sing all the time. <laughs> All the Christmas Even programs. if you don't have any little kids, yeah. you can go watch them. It's so fun yeah. to watch so them. Cute. Yeah. And just, yeah, their delight and their joy. You can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Or you can not. Uh... No, ma'am. I always go back to that, that rabbinical teaching. We think we're judged for what we did wrong. And also there's this idea that you might he'll also, God will also say, did you enjoy mm -hmm. the good gifts that I gave you? Like you're saying, all these things are, these are good things. Yeah. 
And it does take a lot of intentionality to just really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I just learned recently about uh, explicit and implicit memory. Mm-hmm. Have we talked no. about this in here or not? Not that I so know. So explicit memory, like you remember like specific things, right? The actual mm-hmm. moment something happened. Yep. Implicit memory is how you feel about a place or space because of what you experienced there. So you don't have like a direct memory tied to it, but just it's how you feel when you go there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you, like we've talked about how Chrissy's household growing up has like traditions for everything. Lots of traditions. But how do all those things, when you get in the season and you do those things, how do you feel? Yeah. I, I'm excited about them. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. They bring me a lot of joy and they're super sweet m- memories and moments for my family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your family established this beautiful implicit memory of why Christmas and mm-hmm. what it means, but also how you feel as you're doing it with mm-hmm. your family. That is like, could that be our goal? this Christmas season to, to, if you have them do more in or just enjoy the ones you got. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah. share like, give, give us like two top, top two off top, the top of your mind of like just fun things that, that you especially have enjoyed mm-hmm. um, from young to being grown Yep. in the first family of Christmas. I would say the one that comes to mind right away, which I is, Every year at Christmas, we do our top 10 for the year. Hmm. So we write down throughout the year our top 10 uh, things that we experience throughout the year. And then we sit in at, it depends, it might be around a meal or after a meal. Usually when the nieces are sleeping, we'll share our top 10 experiences from the year. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first one that comes to mind. And then I would say another one, it's not necessarily, well, it's a tradition, but we have a lot of traditional foods. So like, we have, which parent, yeah, <laughs> we have oyster stew. We have specific cookies that, yes, we have our sugar cookies, but we also have saffron cookies. And my mom and I get together and make family Christmas breads. Mm. And there are a lot of things that are unique to, but they that's because they're passed down yeah. from mm-hmm. the different generations. Mm-hmm. So like before you brought it up too, Clay, I was thinking about traditions and like, why do we love this time of year? Mm. Because. Yes, it's Jesus, but uh, also like part of me is like, well, I love Christmas lights and I love snow, which mm. happens at this yeah. time of year. Yep. But why else do we like find such joy from Thanksgiving to Christmas? And I wonder if a lot of that's tied to because maybe we're back to some of the places we were designed to be. So mm-hmm. in good community, laughter, loving each other well, whether that's through gifts or being physically present with people we're not always like physically present Mm -hmm. with or things like that. Like there's a specific reason why we all love Mm -hmm. Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know if it has, I just been thinking about that. How does those, Mm -hmm. how do those tie back into each other? Like those are such good things. And I think that that is what are parts of why God made us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that we would find joy in a lot of those. And even like in, I'm thinking, this season is filled with a lot of joy. And also for a lot of people, it's a really hard season. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, yeah. So with my family, December 17th is a, is a moment that will always stand out in my mind. Cause that was when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's like this really interesting dance of like the joy of Christmas and all of the traditions and the family and also like, oof, that really mm-hmm. sucked. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like, yeah, there's, but at the same time that also brought us closer together and our love was different and we were more rooted in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this dance of how all of those things play because I think we're, I don't know, are we, yeah. are we more like Jesus at Christmas time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I think too, it's a unique time period because the, the, you know, it is really hard for a lot of people, but also mm-hmm. what you, the things you're remembering every year is that, is that Jesus coming back. Right. Yeah. And so I, 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 you know, I could be wrong. I'm not, but I think sometimes we will avoid things we used to do with people because we think it makes us too sad. Yeah. My opinion is do all the things that make you sad with them, that you remember mm-hmm. with them. Right. And cause I think in this time period, I, in a different way, Jesus can say, no, I'm with you in this. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So just do them and I'll be sad with you. Mm-hmm. And so I think great joy when you love deeply, you grieve deeply. There's mm-hmm. great joy and sadness. It all goes together. And yep. so, um, so for those of you who, if, it, if you're listening and this is a really hard time of year, please let it, if we can do anything like mm-hmm. we'd love to, to know. Yeah. Um, we actually have a gift we could give you if you would just write us. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. what a unique time of year. Yeah. Chrissy, I love what you were saying about, you know, the traditions your family holds. And I'm like, we all need to start traditions with our people, like March 2 or some random really going on. This is the day we always do. Cause yeah, there is just such sweet things. And I think it's taking time to be so intentional mm-hmm. in life. And that's, that's your, your living life. You're not just letting life happen to you when you make the time to go make cookies with your mom, or especially when you guys are doing your top 10 for the year. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm like, Ooh, I like, I like that a lot. That would be a cool um, thing to implement. Try it this year. See if, you know, if right. it catches or whatever. And yep. that's another thing. Like try other people's traditions. See if yeah. your family likes them or mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like have your kids make up their own, like what tradition would you love to do? I'd love to eat candy canes on Christmas morning. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like your yes day at Christmas time. Just say yes to each other. What do you want to do? Yep. Oh, so yeah. So here we are. We find ourselves in the in-between the two arrivals. And uh, I just love the reminder that uh, whatever, whatever we got, use that to grow the kingdom. Mm Mm-hmm. I have an invitation for families. Clay, you can correct me if I have these details wrong, but in the auditorium mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock during yep. Advent, yep. we're inviting people to kind of a contemplative space mm. um, around Advent themes. Mm-hmm. Can you speak a little more into that? I just feel like that would be a really beautiful way to slow yeah. down yeah. and be intentional. It's going to be shorter, 45 minutes. It's going to feel a little more... Uh, scripted but liturgical but some yeah. call and response some hymns but really it's it's slowing down as a body and there's this i think there's gonna be a beautiful rhythm to the morning where you can rest um you can receive um and there'll probably be moments of silence so i would just say just come try it it might seem a little different at first um but i think you'll be blessed by it mm-hmm. so 45 minutes 11 o'clock um, uh, we're going to give it a shot and Advent contemplative service. I love that. Mm-hmm. Bring your kids, right? Yeah. Kids can come. Yeah, Anyone absolutely. Can come. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's pray. Yeah. 
So God, we're grateful that, uh, we're grateful that Jesus, you came and we're grateful you're coming again. So we ask that you, for each of us, um, right now in this moment, those who listen, whenever they listen, um, that you would show us, um, what matters today. Um, the things that we get to do with you somehow, um, if it's they're done with you can last forever. Um, and all you do is you ask us just to do it with you, whatever we have. Um, so would you show us whatever that is today, whatever we have to, to give to your, to you, your kingdom, to, to love others, to will the good of another. Um, we just want to do it today and then show us the next day and the next day. So we love you, God. We're just grateful you're God and we're not. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast.